0: What's up hoops handicappers welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed man what a hell of a start to the second half of the NBA season i went 3 and 0 on my thursday best bets um i gave out kind of four picks but i'm not grading one of them um i talked about the denver nuggets beating the Cleveland Cavaliers or at least covering against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which they did in a 115-109 upset victory. Um, but I ended up backing off that game. At least that's how I remember it because as me and the uh, homie David Troy were talking, um, the the number for the Denver Nuggets dropped from two to two and a half because of Aaron Gordon's um, availability or or – um, the Denver Nuggets, deciding to sit Aaron Gordon because of an injury. Uh, I'm not sure how I wrapped that up. I don't know if I ended up saying, like, bet the Denver Nuggets. I definitely didn't say bet the Cavaliers. So I'm just taking that off of my uh, my bet slip. But um, I gave out three other picks in a Thursday NBA handicap write-up. Um, and these were games that I also discussed in the uh, NBA Hoops at Lunch show that aired this past Wednesday, or two days ago, excuse me. So the three picks that I graded successfully, or with wins, were the 76ers minus 3.5 over the Memphis Grizzlies. The 76ers won 110-105. to 105. It was a shitty Memphis Grizzlies collapse. They scored just 46 second-half points. They squandered a 7-point 17 point lead, um, and after winning the first quarter 37 to 22, the Memphis Grizzlies lost the last three quarters. They were also down by three with 20 seconds left and had one of the ugliest end of game possessions I've seen in a long time. Um, I, as I talked about with David, and I've mentioned to you guys a lot recently, I'm going to be fading the Memphis Grizzlies here down the stretch, at least for as long as Steven Adams is sidelined with an injury. They're just terrible in half-court offense. Um, they don't really have a lot of reliable jump shooters outside of Desmond Bain. I mean, Jaron Jackson get hot from three. Dylan Brooks, I think, is absolute garbage. And John Morant, I mean, he's explosive. He's he's fun to watch. He's a point guard that I would love to have on my team and is a is an obvious superstar in the NBA, but still doesn't have a reliable jump shot. And ultimately if you can keep him in front of you and and, and contest whatever look he gets, as long as it's not a dunk, it's it's probably a win for the the Memphis Grizzlies opponent. So I'm gonna be fading in Memphis. Um this was probably the wrong side. Um well, not if you're fading Memphis. I mean, they collapsed, and 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 part of the reason why I bet the 76ers was an anti-Grizzlies look. I also live bet the 76ers. I'm trying to get better about tweeting that stuff out. Uh, the NBA is like the only bet uh only sport that I have success live betting. I took the clip, or I took the 76ers, excuse me plus 200 when they were down uh, after the first quarter when they were down 15. So that ended up getting home, but you know, that's only helps my bankroll because I, I didn't publicly state that on Twitter um, that I was betting Philly. So my bad for that. But if you followed me with the 76ers minus three and a half at the Grizzlies, that was a, a winner, <laughs> a very, very sweaty, sketchy winner. But it got there. Speaking of which, um, I went to 2-0 and after the Oklahoma City Thunder lost to the Utah Jazz 120-119 to in overtime, but covering the two-point spread. Uh, I know I was wishy-washy about this game when I was discussing it or breaking it down with David on a Wednesday's uh, NBA Hoops at Lunch show, but I ended up getting to the window on it yesterday in my write-up. Uh, and giving it out publicly, so I'm 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 going to grade that one a winner. Whereas the Denver Cleveland game is a little I don't know foggy in my brain, and I don't feel like going back and listening to my own stupid voice to hear exactly what I said. So I'm taking the Thunder plus two as a winner. Um, I, I I've talked about this numerous times with you guys as well. I'm always going to take the points if they offer them to me under the just simple logic of it's tough to score points in professional sports. So if Vegas is going to give me them, I should take them. Um, Doesn't always matter, obviously. And very often the points don't matter. Like it's just picking the right team that wins and, and, and the spread usually doesn't come into play, but Last night was a, it was a, an example where it did, and OKC probably should have beaten Utah. They were up by eight entering the fourth quarter, but they just choked the game away. And the plus two, plus I think one and a half is where it closed, um, was a winner. But the OKC money line was a loser. SGA balled out for them, put up 39, eight, and seven. He did miss a couple free throws, which obviously in a one-point game matters, but OKC was obviously the right side, and and if you bet OKC money line, sorry, that's that's a tough beat. Next game, which was a rocking chair cover, the Los Angeles Lakers minus five and a half hosting the Golden State Warriors. They beat the Golden State Warriors one twenty four to one eleven. The Warriors shot just thirty eight percent from the field. LeBron, AD, and D'Angelo Russell combined for twenty seven points. And the Lakers won by 13. That says a lot about the state of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, State twice. That's a terrible sentence. That says a lot about the state of the Warriors um, currently. Jordan Poole was awful. I think he finished with 16 points. Um, I can pull it up right now. I'm sorry. Um, Jordan Poole, I know he had 13 points in the second quarter. And he ended up scoring 16 on the game on three of 13 shooting. I've said this a lot. This guy is, I think the worst contract in the, in the NBA. Um, Draymond green only added six points. He had five assists, 11 rebounds. It's a pretty good Draymond green game, but I, I continue to think Draymond green is a little overrated. He's his defense. Didn't do shit in this game. And, uh, Golden State's biggest concern is the fact that they do not have a point guard outside of Steph Curry. That's that's very, very concerning if I'm a Warriors fan. So, as long as Steph Curry is sidelined, um, obviously, no Wiggins mattered as well, but as long as Steph Curry is sidelined, I'm going to be betting against the Golden State Warriors, specifically on the road, since they're such a bad road team, so... Three and Thursday. Could have been four and I guess I, I, I got super lucky with the with the seventy sixers or thunder, so I should I shouldn't I don't know rest on my laurels and, and I'm not. I you know I put in a lot of homework to my Friday looks, which I'll talk about here in a second. And if I'm being honest with you guys and, and gals, I think I'm gonna go on an NBA betting heater here in the second half. Um for the last three years we'll say we'll say three years my second half of the NBA betting uh, season from a betting perspective has been much better in my first my first half this year was frankly an embarrassment um I think I was 25 games under 500 before starting this podcast and currently I'm 47 45 and 2 in this podcast so not even great not even profitable but if you stick with me, um, I think I'm gonna end up making us some money, making me some money, and if you follow me, uh, making you some money. If you if you're fading me, you've killed it this year. Um, but I, I I'm anticipating a bounce back here in the second half. Wow, talked a lot of shit, but here we go. All right, so my first look in the Friday slate is the Miami Heat plus one and a half at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be missing Giannis. He played like I don't know inside of he played like one minute in the All Star game. He had a dunk and they immediately pulled him. Um, he's not right and it's a pretty obvious bet, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. You know, uh, Miami's two and one straight up and against the spread versus the Bucks this year. Both their wins are were against the Bucks without Giannis. Granted, they were both in Miami, um, but I'm I'm going back to the well here, and 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 the the absence of Giannis immediately makes Jimmy Butler the best player on the floor. Giannis was absolutely sensational when the Bucks beat the Heat earlier this month. Um, they beat him one twenty three to one fifteen. He had a thirty five point triple double. Had the best defensive rating on on the Bucks. And, I mean, it's Giannis. He's one of the best NBA players and the best basketball players in the world. Um, but uh, I, I like I like Miami Heat, who's been banged up all year, getting a break, coming into this game well-rested. I also think the Miami Heat defense is borderline underrated at this point. Um, it isn't being discussed just how elite defensively they have been this year, but they're fourth in defensive rating. They allow the fewest paint points per game and the second-fewest wide-open three-point attempts per game. And without Giannis's gravitational pull, it's going to be a lot easier for the Heat to A, close out on threes, and B, protect the paint. So uh, I think Miami's defense shuts down Milwaukee. If I am concerned about this uh, bet cash, or if I have a one concern about this bet cash, and it's going to be... That perhaps the ball moves better for Milwaukee, um, and they you know they don't play as much ISO ball, and the ball movement creates open looks for for three point shooters and three point shooters or role players typically play better at home. So maybe in their home gym, even without Giannis, the Bucks can get this done. They've done it a few times this year, um, and in spots to help me like there's been times where I bet the bucks Giannis has been randomly sat and the, I got the worst of the number and the bucks ended up winning and covering anyway. So that could, that could certainly happen here. Um, but there has been reverse line movement in the betting market that suggests Miami is a sharp side. Um, according to the betting splits that I was looking at like maybe an hour before I started recording this podcast, Milwaukee is getting a vast majority of the action, even though they're without Giannis, um, but Miami has gone from a two-point favorite to or a two-and-a-half-point underdog to a one-and-a-half-point underdog. So that's the reverse line movement I'm talking about. Um, as of right now, on according to VEASAN at DraftKings, the Milwaukee Bucks are getting roughly 80% of the bets. Uh, it, it says 78%. And bets are coming in on the Milwaukee Bucks. So we're getting to fade the public. Um, I think Vegas is is screaming for Bucks money here um, by making them a short home favorite against a Miami team that again has been banged up the whole year and feels like it's been he's been underwhelming or they've been underwhelming. So my first bet is the Miami Heat minus or plus one and a half at the Bucks. Second one, I'm I'm going back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm taking seven with them when they visit the Phoenix Suns. Um, uh, I'm a little out of order, sorry. Uh this is a ten o'clock Eastern Standard tip off. The first game, the Heat Bucks, is a is a seven thirty Eastern Standard tip off. And my my third bet is an eight o'clock standard Eastern Standard time tip off. So I'll talk about that here in a second, but Jumping back and forth, going a little out of order. Again, I'm on the Thunder, plus seven here. They're coming off of a tough loss last night against the Jazz. We discussed that already, but Oklahoma City is an NBA best 19-10 and 10 against the spread after a loss. They have a plus 6.3 ATS margin in those games. I think they're going to be playing. I hope they're playing at peak motivation. Um, I would assume the Thunder are done trying to tank here. You know, they have a bona fide all-star in SGA. I would hope they'd want to get some playoff reps in here and try to make the playoffs. Um, they got Chet Holmgren coming back next year. So they have a, a whole bunch of draft capital. So the Thunder don't need to get a, a, a top five pick and enter tank mode right now to to have their forward momentum, their organizational forward momentum continuing. Um, I am, for whatever reason, a little concerned that SGA could sit out this game because I don't really get why the Thunder are getting seven points here. Yeah, they're on the second of a back-to-back. Yeah, Philly's got Devin Booker, and he's Devin Booker returned to the floor before the All-Star break, and he was phenomenal. But I don't understand really how the Suns could be more than Minus five in the spot. Let's give them three points for home court. Based on their performance this year, granted Devin Booker has been injured for a lot of games, and and so is Chris Paul. But based on their performance this year, they haven't they haven't been better than the Thunder. The Thunder have a better um, garbage time net rating according to cleanandglass.com dot The Suns they have a better SRS according to Basketball Reference. In the Suns, which is like a blend of point-per-game margin and strength of schedule. Um, Also, SGA and the Oklahoma City Thunder attack the basket at the highest rate in the NBA. Um, SGA is awesome at getting into the free-throw line, and the Phoenix Suns send opponents to the free-throw line at the highest rate in the NBA. Um, They actually have one of the worst offensive free-throw attempt rates in the league. So um, I'm thinking... A Thunder team mad after squandering last night's game and aggressive in the first place are going to attack the Suns and and get to the line at will in this one. And if SGA plays, he's not on the injury report as of 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, let me make sure that's actually – me, let me just confirm that. I'm looking at the NBA's official injury report – Oklahoma City, they haven't even submitted it. And I've been following the beat writers. There's no word of SGA playing. So he should be all right. And this season, in the second of a back-to-back, SGA is averaging 30 points per game on 64% true shooting. I also, getting back to OKC's aggressiveness and how they like to attack the rim, I don't think DeAndre Eaton is a good defensive big. So... If OKC is going to be running downhill at Phoenix, I think they're A, going to get to the free throw line, and B, have success in the paint against a what I think is a mediocre to subpar uh, Phoenix interior defense. Um, just as we were discussing with the uh, Heat-Bucks game, there has been some sharp line movement towards Oklahoma City in the betting market. Most of the action is on Phoenix, according to VEASAN. Um, but Phoenix has went from an eight-point favorite down to seven. I would actually play this down to the Thunder plus five and a half. Maybe, maybe I'm tripping, right? Maybe the Suns don't even need Kevin Durant in this spot, but I think that team is very, it's obviously very top-heavy, and if Devin Booker isn't, isn't at an all-star form or just has an off game tonight. Oklahoma City is going to win this game outright. I'm I'm not going to sprinkle on the money line, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I want to, but I'm going to just take the Thunder plus seven. Final best bet. Again, jumping around here, this is an 8 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off. And If I'm being honest, I don't even know why I'm doing it in this order. But the Charlotte Hornets visit the Minnesota Timberwolves. Charlotte is... In one, two, three Cancun mode. They're 17-43. The Timberwolves are currently the seventh seed in the West at 31 and 30. They're a game behind the Dallas Mavericks for the sixth and final non-playing seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Um, so what I'm getting at here is I think Charlotte is entering tank mode and Minnesota. Um Minnesota made additions at the trade deadline and Definitely wants to make an, another playoff appearance here. And again, I talked about this recently, a lot recently, but I'm buying stock in Minnesota down the stretch. There, frankly, as I wrote this morning, there's not a ton of analysis or betting trends I have to support this pick. Um, also, there's a reverse line movement heading in Charlotte's direction of this one. Most of the money and most of the bets are coming in on Minnesota, yet the line is moving. Um, towards the Hornets. So I could be laying the points here with the Timberwolves like a sucker, and it could come back to bite me. But, again, Charlotte's just terrible backcourt defense. I think Anthony Edwards, the all-star for the Timberwolves, just lights these assholes up. Um, I also love the idea of – or I love the Timberwolves getting rid of D'Angelo Russell and picking up veteran point guard Mike Conley. Mike Conley played with Rudy Gobert at Utah. Um, Mike Conley is a legit floor general. He's going to try to get Rudy Gobert easy lob dunks. He's going to try to get Anthony Edwards the ball in good situations, and he's just not going to bog down the offense like D'Angelo Russell did. He, and he is also an above average defender. Um, again, the Charlotte defense and Charlotte motivation here are the big reasons why I'm fading the Hornets and, and backing the Timberwolves. I, also, I am. A fan of the Timberwolves here, moving moving down the stretch. Uh, both teams like to attack the paint and the and the rim at a pretty high frequency. Um, but the Timberwolves have Rudy Gobert, and I'm not really sure who the Charlotte Hornets are starting at center. His name is Mark Williams. He's 21 years old, averaging seven and six from Duke, number one overall pick. Or excuse me. First round pick this past year, so he could be pretty good actually. But I mean, he's not the rim protector. Rudy Gobert is, and he has to make up for just a nightmare backcourt defense in LaMelo and Lamella T- Ball and Terry Rozier. So um, it's a big number. It's six and a half currently with the Timberwolves. I would actually play it up to seven and a half, but I'm going to grade it at six and a half since that's where I locked my bet in. Um, But I just think the Timberwolves just throat punch the Hornets tonight. So Timberwolves minus six and a half. I'm taking seven with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm taking one and a half with the Miami Heat. That is your Friday NBA Hoops at Lunch show. Don't think I'll be back for Saturday. Um, check out all my stuff at outkick.com backslash betting. I'll give out some college basketball picks for the weekend, probably tonight or tomorrow. And I'll also, um, be starting my MLB 2023 season long preview. So look out for those handicaps at outkick.com backslash betting. Best of luck to you homies, whether you fade or follow me. If you do follow me or if you've been profitably fading me, Give me a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and show me some social media love. Until whenever I talk to you guys again, peace.